0: is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Today, Pastor J.D. shares with us the dire place that we find ourselves in as followers of Jesus. Dire, that is, according to this world. The eternal glory that awaits us is something we can't even imagine. And the return of Jesus is so, so, so very close, friends. We need to be looking up. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor JD with today's Prophecy Update as shared on April 25th, 2021
1: for today's update, I I have some good news, and I have some bad news. You just love it when somebody comes up to you and says that. I've got some good news, and I have some bad news. And you know that they're, they're, they're going to say it just like that, that way. And then you start thinking to yourself, especially when they ask you a follow-up question of, Which one do you want to hear first? So here's me, and if you're a lot like me, then you feel my pain right about now, because when someone says that to me, I start thinking, oh, this is really bad. And I don't know what the good news is, but certainly it's not going to outweigh the bad news is, otherwise you wouldn't have said it to me that way. Do you think like that? Just humor me, say that you do. In other words, (laughs) the bad news is so bad that I've got to package it with good news that won't even come close to making up for the bad news. So now if I tell you I want to hear the good news first, I'm really not paying that much attention to it because I know what's coming after, the bad news, which I don't really want to hear in the first place. Now, if they, I'm, I know I'm taking this a little bit too far, just stay with me. <laughs> but if I, if I say, well, I'd like to hear the bad news first, I imagine my mind is going to be so devastating that no matter what the good news is, it's going to be irrelevant, inconsequential, because the bad news was so bad. But God, but God takes the bad and works it for good. And (laughs) here's the thing, the badder the bad news is, the gooder the good news will be. I know that's not proper English. Please don't email me. So how's that for an opener? (laughs) If you'll kindly allow me to. I will begin with the bad news first. And I'm going to start with what I call the big three, if you will, and these are at the top of the list. The global economy, the global threats, and the global crisis. All of which point to the coming global leader who the Bible tells us is the Antichrist. Not just in the sense of against Christ, but in the place of Christ. Uh, this is just a side note, just kind of came to me. I might, might as well parenthetically insert it here. But have you ever wondered why it is that there's no such thing as an anti-Buddha or an anti-Mohammed? Antichrist, Uh, the false authenticates the true, the counterfeit validates the genuine. That's why you'll never see a counterfeit $70 bill. What's the point? There's no such thing as a genuine $70 bill. But you will find a counterfeit $100 bill. Why? Because there's a genuine. The counterfeit authenticates and validates the genuine. So this Antichrist as he's referred to in Scripture, among other names, is coming in the place of Christ, fancying himself and presenting himself as the Savior of the world. I would submit that everything that's now happening in the world today is a global transition and transformation to set up global governance, and a global economy. Bible prophecy tells us that this global economy will be controlled by none other than the aforementioned Antichrist during the seven-year tribulation. However, In order for there to be this new global economy and establish this new global economy, there first has to be a controlled demolition. I'm using those words for a reason. A controlled demolition of the current economy. Dare I say that this is exactly what's happening today. The explosives are already in place to take down the current economy vis-a-vis a hyperinflationary trigger. This is Revelation chapter 6. I want to read verses 5 through 8. John is writing, Jesus is revealing to him that which will take place yet future. And he says, when the Lamb, verse 5, opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, come. I looked, and there before me was a black horse. Its rider was holding a pair of scales in his hand, a picture of trade and commerce, buying and selling. Then I heard what sounded like a voice among the four living creatures saying, two pounds of wheat for a day's wages, and six pounds of barley for a day's wages, and do not damage the oil and the wine, the wealth. In other words, it's going to cost that much just to buy groceries for that day. That's what he's describing here. Verse 7, when the Lamb opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature say, come, I looked, and there before me was a pale horse. Its rider was named Death, and Hades was following close behind him. They were given power over a fourth of the earth to kill. How? By sword, famine, and plague, and by the wild beasts of the earth. I would suggest that we're already seeing this begin to come to pass, and it's evidenced by this NBC News report on Tuesday, April 13th, with the headline, Get Ready for Higher Grocery Bills for the Rest of the Year. Quoting the report, shoppers had better start budgeting more for their groceries according to the latest Consumer Price Index, which shows prices are increasing, and they're likely to keep going up. Gas skyrocketed by 9.1% last month. Since February, prices of fruits and vegetables have risen by nearly 2%, and the index for meats, Poultry, fish, and eggs has risen by 0.4% according to the government figures. The spike comes on the back of prices that had already risen during last year's stockpiling and supply chain disruptions and never went down. That was by design, so you know deliberate, so you understand. Consumers are noticing their inflating receipts, you think? Outside a supermarket in Long Island, New York, John Courmage said he has seen prices rise in just the past two months. We used to buy this stuff for $30, now it's $60, dollars—double. On Friday, April 16th, CBS Local out of Philadelphia published an article and video with it titled, A Perfect Storm, Leading to Record High Lumber Prices, Driving Up Cost of Homes, and Improvement Projects. Here's a quote, Record high lumber prices are driving up home prices and the cost of home improvement projects. I like the way they say this. If you've tooled around with the idea of adding to or building a new home, then you know the increased cost of materials would make you rather swing a two-by-four than pay for one. (laughs) Again, I I like how they... Before I could get them for about $2.50. Right now, I'm paying about $8.50 for them, Josh Waterhouse of Pitts Grove Builders said. If they don't already have it in stock, it's probably two, three months before they get it, he said. Are you finding that? It's going to get worse. On Thursday, April 15th, CNBC published a report about how the economy is running on a, listen to this now, very important, stimulus-fueled caffeine high, and asks the question of what will happen when it wears off. The setting for 2021 seems clear. A powerful growth trajectory fueled by an influx of government spending as the U.S. is heading into the fastest economic acceleration in nearly 40 years. But after that, then what? The path beyond this rocket-fueled year looks far less clear. In the immediate climate, trillions, with a T, trillions in direct payments, have helped buoy consumer spending and imports. But the trend so far has been for robust credit and debit card spending to cool off once the initial jolt from the stimulus checks ebbs. Again, by design, it's deliberate. Hey, let's... uh, let's pay them more money with this stimulus check than what they were getting paid when they worked. So they're not going to want to go back to work. Oh, I know. Why don't we in this process of this controlled demolition of the current economy, why don't we make them dependent on the government? That's what's happening. I mean, it doesn't take really the Uh, sharpest knife in the kitchen drawer to be able to figure this out. Trillions with a T? Try to count, just to put it into perspective, to just 10,000. Just try to count to 10,000. I mean, if you're anything like me, you're, you're not going to make it to 10,000. I'm probably snoozing by about 185, depending on the night of sleep I had the night before. just to put in 10,000 as it relates to trillions, just to put it into this is This is play money. This is all a setup. We actually did a deep dive into this in our previous updates, one of which is actually by that title, The Great Setup. In it, and we have the links available for you on the website, we look at how The Great Setup will lead to The Great Reset, which is a global transition to a global economy via the World Economic Forum and the founder, director Klaus Schwab and what he dubs as the fourth industrial revolution. We've been talking about that in detail as well. More recently we looked at what's known as the social credit score financial system in an update I titled, Coming to Ahead. <laughs> and this is a system that is already in place, and all they have to do is just click the mouse, trackpad, if you prefer. i got to uh, figure out my metaphors and analogies here, and it's already in place. And they can turn you off or turn you on and allow you, as we're going to talk about here uh, momentarily, allow you to even leave the house or not, allow you to go out and buy food or not, it's all going to be based on this digital financial system and your social credit score, which is based on your compliance. So if you're defiant, (laughs) your social credit score, you're in big trouble. Well, let's talk about more bad news. (laughs) This brings us to the second one, which is that of the global threats of war, specifically in the Middle East, more specifically Israel. There are two prophecies in the Bible that foretell in detail the destruction of Damascus, Syria, and an allied invasion of Israel. The prophecy concerning Damascus is uh, Syria is Isaiah 17.1, and the prophecy concerning the invasion of Israel is found in Ezekiel chapter 38. I would suggest that we are on the cusp of these prophecies coming to pass by virtue of all the breaking news, just this last week, like this one, out of Israel from the Jerusalem Post, this was on Thursday with the headline, Iran media celebrates explosion at sensitive Israel missile factory. Iranian state media highlighted a powerful explosion that they said took place at a sensitive Israeli missile factory during a test. Yeah, right. A similar report appeared in Haaretz, and it appears Iranian media took their information from there. The Iranian reports come in the wake of Iran accusing Israel of nuclear terrorism for an incident at the Natanz enrichment facility earlier this month, a day after the New York Times ran an article about Iran being rattled by Israeli strikes. The incident thus occurred at a sensitive time, and some pro-Iranian voices online mocked Israel for the explosion. You want to know why they did that? Because it's worse than they want anybody to actually realize. And it goes both ways by the way. This uh, strike into Israel, we'll talk about that more in a moment, it was worse than they had even imagined. It bypassed all of their anti-missile defenses. Add to this a report on Thursday from Arab News about Israeli missiles striking near the Damascus Airport. Syrian state media said early Tuesday that two Israeli missiles struck near Damascus International Airport without adding any details. Israel has warned of a growing Iranian military presence in neighboring Syria, which it sees as a threat to its safety. Its military has been carrying out strikes on Iranian and Iran affiliated targets in Syria, with a US official saying it was Israeli forces that carried out a deadly strike against an Iraqi paramilitary base in eastern Syria on June 17th, also on Thursday. The Guardian reported the breaking news about Israel confirming that a Syrian missile landed near its Dimona nuclear reactor. Israel has acknowledged that its air defenses failed to intercept a missile fired from Syria overnight that traversed 125 miles of its highly protected airspace, and, get this, landed near its secretive Dimona nuclear reactor. This is way too close for comfort. The surface-to-air missile was believed to have been fired by Syrian air defenses against Israeli jets that were bombing a site near Damascus. But the path it flew initially led to speculation that Israel's most sensitive site may have instead been a target. The incident follows the publication of an analysis in an Iranian newspaper at the weekend that called for the Dimona reactor to be targeted to avenge an apparent Israeli sabotage operation at the Natanz nuclear site in Iran. Boy, all it takes is one time, and it's game over. That's when I say, and I know it's, um, I hope it's not cliche, but When I say we are on the cusp of seeing this fulfilled, exactly as God's Word said it would be, I mean we are just a gnat's eyebrow away. And yes, gnats have eyebrows, and that's how close we are. It's that close. This was all on Thursday. Then, just yesterday, The Times of Israel reported the breaking news that thirty-six rockets were fired at Israel from the Gaza Strip overnight with six projectiles intercepted by the Iron Dome missile defense system. The barrages were the worst assault from the Strip in many months, and while there were no Israeli injuries the rockets did cause damage in a number of communities. In response the Israeli military struck multiple Hamas targets in the Gaza Strip in the early hours of Saturday morning, including rocket launchers and underground infrastructure, the army said, in response, Keyword to several salvos of rockets fired into Israel overnight. They will not go unanswered.
0: The Bible, though written long ago, is inspired by our Creator. God chose to speak His truth through ordinary men, but these men had their eyes fixed on their Heavenly Father. Their words hold a great deal of meaning for us in our world today, and maybe more so in the times we're in. Much of the activity of this world is mirrored in the pages of the Bible, and is pointing to a new era that we need to be aware of. In Pastor JD's weekly Mideast east Prophecy Updates, He's been searching the scriptures and the news headlines and sharing with us what he's found. You can access these updates by heading to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and clicking on the YouTube link. Jesus will be returning to the earth soon to judge the evil that has been destroying it. And that return, friends, is drawing closer with each new day. Pastor J.D. tells us through these updates each week where we are in relation to Bible prophecy and how close our Savior's return just might be. No one knows the day or the hour this incredible event will take place, but we know from the Bible that we've been told what to expect in the moments leading up to this event. If we adopt a sense of anticipation in our daily walk with Jesus, we'll also gain with it an urgency to share the gospel message with the world around us.